Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. So, what's in a name? Names matter, don't they? You ever think about names? Maybe your name, what it might mean, or my name. So today I'd like to talk a little bit about that. Names matter, especially when it comes to people. Not that they don't for things as well, but we usually have a name for a reason. Um, sometimes, you know, and you may listen to this and your parents named you and really had no reason for it. And that's possible. I've met some folks like that. I think more often than not, folks have a name for a reason. Uh, for instance, uh, in my case, my name is Jonathan, which means God's gracious gift or gracious gift of God, something along those lines. When I was, uh, in utero in my mother's womb, as God was knitting me together, uh, my mom had rubella back in the late 70s, and my parents were told that I would have several extremities, my fingers, maybe missing an ear, some deformities, and so they prayed real hard, and um, God was gracious, and when I came out, I had all my fingers and toes, and for the most part, my mom and dad still think I'm pretty semi-normal. <laughs> But God was gracious. So my name has a meaning, right? How about yours? You know, names have meanings. And it's interesting, though, how, you know, our names and kind of like nicknames sort of become a little bit about us, right? Um, whether they're self-fulfilling prophecies or not, but in a lot of ways they are. So for most of my life, I was called Jonathan till I was about 19. And then I went to Word of Life and... In the meantime, while I was in high school, I did have the name Jonesy. Um, I don't know about you. And then uh, for the last, really, 25 years, I've been called John, Pastor John, or something along those lines. And that, I have to thank for my dear wife. Uh, she just, I don't know, didn't want to call me Jonathan, so she called me John, and it is what it is. That's where I'm at now. So, you know, names kind of change, you know, and obviously for those of you that are parents, I get called dad. Laura and I have pet names for each other, you know, but names matter, right? They have meaning. And we live in a world today where I'm not, I'm not sure that people really think about that or even really care. And, and we should, you know, like our, our children, uh, each of our children um, that, that we name, my wife and I, there, there was, there was a reason behind the name. One of them in particular um, there was someone that I just didn't have a good experience with that had the same name as my wife wanted for one of our daughters. And so the name had an ulterior spelling. And I was like, okay, if we spell it this way, you know, I can kind of handle that. I mean, names matter, right? You know, if I said a variety of names right now, you know, like whether it's Adolf Hitler or President Joe Biden or President Trump or President Bush or George Washington, President Washington or Winston Churchill, you know, some have good Genghis Khan, some have good <laughs> connotations, some don't. And a lot of it has to do with what they did, right? So, you know, the, there's sort of two interesting things with names, I think. The one is, you know, names do have a meaning. And then also, we give meaning uh, to our names, right, by how we live and the things we do. So, um, you know, just some things for you to think about with names. And, you know, God's names have meanings too. And so as we as we come this Monday, you know, I, I want to encourage you that when we come to the Bible, 
the names of God have meaning is specifically in the Old Testament, not that they don't in the New Testament, but they're sort of, as I would describe it, two broad categories uh, for God's names. There's the names, God's personal names, kind of like my personal name is Jonathan, but I have some other nicknames like Jonesy or uh, John or whatever it might be, Pastor John. It describes the position I'm in, Dad. My brothers call me brother. My mom calls me son, so on and so forth. Well, God works the same way, right? Except he's God and he's perfect. (laughs) You know, so he's like us and he's not like us. And when it comes to his names, um, he gives us basically three basic names in the Old Testament. They become the framework for how God reveals himself. And then there are other names given to God by people in the Old Testament. So, for instance, I'll give you just one or two of the names given to God by people. In Genesis 22, Abraham will will call God Jehovah Jireh or Yahweh Jireh, the the one who provides. On the mount of the Lord will be provided. Um, God provides a, a lamb instead or a ram instead in the place of Isaac. And it ultimately becomes a picture of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. A beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and, you know, there's, there's other ones. Uh, you've probably heard of El Shaddai. Well, that's another name God will call himself, but it's also given to God. You know, and, and so the list kind of goes on. We, you know, there's, there's many more. I'm not going to list them right now. But names that are given to God uh, by someone because of something that happens. Sort of a, what we would call a nickname. But then God has three specific names that are used all over the Old Testament, and they're really the bedrock of understanding about God. And so I I hope you kind of make the connection in our own lives. We all have that, right? Some of you I know, some of you I don't. But your name has meaning, whether it's specifically like my name that means gift from God or whatever your name might mean, but also your name derives meaning by who you do or who you are and what you do, you know. Uh, good or bad, you know, type things. And so God uh, reveals himself, uh, his character, most basically through his names. And there's three simple words that we translate in English, but the, the depths of plumbing them will take us all of eternity. And they come across to us in English in this way. The first is G-O-D, God, which is most basically translated Elohim right out of the Hebrew. And it essentially... These aren't going to be perfect definitions, but to give you kind of a working definition, it essentially means the one who creates out of nothing, uh, ex nihilo, which is the Hebrew for creating something out of nothing. The God who, as Genesis says, speaks light and the world into existence. I mean, he doesn't use anything. He just speaks it. Boom. And it happens. So he's powerful. He's huge. He's big. He's beyond comprehension. God, G-O-D. And that's used quite a bit in the Old Testament. It's used also in the New Testament, but the New Testament's written in Greek, so it's a little different, little different meaning. And then you've got two words, Lord. Um, they're identical at one point and different at the rest of it. And they're identical in that both start with the capital letter L. One has all caps, capital letter L-O-R-N-D, and that is translated Yahweh or Jehovah. The other one is capital L, lowercase O-R-D. So I'll deal with the all caps first. When the Bible capitalizes capital L, capital O-R-D, that is Yahweh or Jehovah. That's God's most personal name. It's used over 7,000 times in the Old Testament. 
As I recall, I think Elohim is used like maybe 2,500, 3,000 times, something like that. And so it's used almost twice as much as, as G-O-D. And it's interesting also, if you read Genesis 1 and 2, you'll see Genesis 1 and the beginning of 2 only use God, Elohim, as the creator. And then, the, you know, God brings in through Moses, as Moses is writing, uh, Yahweh or Jehovah, the covenant-keeping God. It's his most personal name. It's, it's sort of like someone calling me Jonesy versus calling me John or Jonathan. There is a difference, right? It doesn't mean that, you know, they don't love me, but, but there's, a, there's a difference. Well, God's most personal name is Yahweh or Jehovah. In fact, it was so holy and high that the Jews would actually call it the name. They wouldn't even say it. And so it's his covenant-keeping love. His covenant-keeping name. He he is he is perfect. He is faithful. He is he is just and loving and kind, and he keeps his covenants. So you have God, and then you have all caps Lord, which is Yahweh or Jehovah, and then you have this last one, probably most well known in Exodus three and Exodus four, when Moses is talking to God, and that's capital L lowercase O R D, and it's the word Adonai, and it simply means Lord or Master, and so. In all three of the most basic names for God in the Old Testament, you have God is creator, he is sovereign, as in God, G-O-D, Elohim. You have Lord, all caps, capital L-O-R-D, Yahweh or Jehovah, the covenant-keeping God, the one who has steadfast love, who keeps his covenants. And then Adonai, uh, just Lord, the master, um, capital L, lowercase O-R-D. And so those three names for God remind us of his character, his love, his grace, his goodness. And so on this Monday, I just want to encourage you to think about that. Names have meaning. Names matter. And so God's names matter too. And, and, and I hope it's a good reminder to you that God did create everything out of nothing. He is the everlasting God who keeps his covenants. And he desires to be your Lord and Master. And if you know him as Lord and Savior, he is. And one day, the Bible says, every single person will confess him as Adonai, as Lord. And so, my prayer for you this day is that you will remember that whatever you're going through or wherever you're at, that he is God. He is Elohim. He is Creator. He is Sovereign. That he is Lord, all caps. He's Yahweh, Jehovah. He's the covenant-keeping God. What he says, he does. And that he is Lord, capital L-O-R-D, capital L, lowercase o-r-d, Adonai. That he is Lord and Master. And I pray he's your Lord and Master. Pray you have a great Monday and a great start to the week. For Northeast by Midwest, I am Jonathan Jones. God bless.